everyone. This is Minnie with the next episode of our podcast, You Speak. I hope you're all doing well and staying sane and healthy. Today, it's my honor to welcome Paige Arnoff-Penn. Welcome, Paige, to our podcast, You Speak. So, Paige, before we start our conversation, I wanted to give you a brief background of our audience. Majority of them are women involved in linguistic services, which includes both transcription and translation. Most of them work from home by choice. According to a recent survey held by us, almost 38% of our audiences use transcriptions as a means to support their other businesses which they are trying to grow. So that was about them. Now let me introduce you to our audiences. Paige is the founder and CEO of the company Mavens and Mobile, which is a global strategic marketing firm. She is a marketing communications and branding expert. She is also a very well-known speaker, board member, and writer. She has written for Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine. Paige did her BA from Stanford and did her MBA from Harvard. Today, we are glad to have a diva like you, Paige, on our podcast. I'm simply blown away with all your accomplishments. You were a successful employee and a more successful businesswoman. My audience is surely dying to hear some words of wisdom from you. So let's get our conversation rolling. Would you please briefly tell us about you and your passion, Mavens and Moguls? Sure, thanks Minnie so much for having me and um, I appreciate the opportunity to chat with your audience. So, as you mentioned, I started my career doing corporate marketing. I worked at big companies like Procter & Gamble and Coca-Cola. And then when the internet got started and, you know, startups took off, Mm -hmm. I I left the big companies to join uh, three startup companies as the head of marketing. And all of those were really exciting, very young companies to help them get established. Uh And then 19 years ago, I started my own company, Mm -hmm. a marketing services, doing marketing consulting. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm I'm an entrepreneur. So I've seen it from the inside at a big company, from the inside as a small company, and now standalone as my own business. Wow, great. So so you left PG and Coca-Cola, like when were you working in 90s? Yeah, I, was, I, I started at, at P&G in 1990, mm-hmm. and I was there for about three and a half years. Mm-hmm. I actually left P&G to go run a joint venture okay. for the uh, Olympics that oh. were going to be in Atlanta, the 1996 Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. And then when the Olympics were over, I went to Coca-Cola okay. uh, as the assistant chief marketing officer at Coke. And then it was the late 90s, and um, the internet was really starting to get busy, Mm -hmm. and startups were very popular, and they were looking for people to help them do marketing. Mm -hmm. So I left the, I kind of closed the chapter of the big company marketing and started a new chapter doing startups, and that was a very exciting time. It was before the market crashed, um, before Mm 9-11. So, you know, the startup companies raised lots of money. Mm -hmm. And so it was really an exciting time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I remember those days. <laughs> so, yeah. Now it's a little bit tougher. It is tougher. Yep. Okay. So now, since you know the background of our audience, would you please tell us how can they take the first step as an entrepreneur? So the, the first thing you need to start thinking about is in the world today, you almost do not exist uh-huh. unless you exist online. Sure. That today, everything is done virtually. And especially now with the coronavirus, mm-hmm. people are shopping online. They're doing all of their business activity online. Mm-hmm. So if people look for you and they can't find you online, you don't exist. You're invisible. And that's a very bad strategy, no matter what business you're in. Mm -hmm. If it's transcription or something else, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to be found. So even if you build a very simple website, it's important when people type your name into Google, what pops up. You want something to pop up. Mm -hmm. A simple website, maybe your LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn is a great place to start Mm -hmm. because of all the social media. LinkedIn is the most um, professional. It's and people think, oh, it's just for finding jobs, or oh, it's just a Rolodex. You know, it's just a a network. Well, the truth is, before people will hire you or talk to you or meet with you. Many times they want to look you up on LinkedIn and see your profile. Who are you? Are you real? Are you a robot? Do you exist? Mm -hmm. And then they want to look and see if you and I have any contacts in common. Because LinkedIn will match my contacts and your contacts and say, you have six people that know both of you. Well, immediately that gives me comfort and gives me confidence that you're legitimate. Like if people I know are also connected to you, you must be real. We must travel in the same world. So it makes you acceptable and safe. If you and I don't know anybody in common, that might be a problem. Like I I will trust you more and think more highly of you Mm-hmm. If if we have more co- in common, more connection. Yes, yes, I agree. Okay. So that's so I you want to you want to make sure people know you exist, that you're mm-hmm. professional, right? And there's a high degree of confidence that you're legitimate. And once you get a website, once you get a LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. now you want to make sure that that whatever you have that's out on the internet is optimized because search engines are looking always for ways to categorize people. So you want to make sure that your website or your profile has the right keywords, Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, um, set up in a way that makes it very efficient and effective. Mm -hmm. And if people are looking at it on a smartphone, on a small screen, that they can read it, that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to be very aware of the context and the audience. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's the first thing I would do okay. is to make sure you exist online mm-hmm. and that you're building a solid foundation. 
-hmm. And then once you've done that, you have to really start thinking of yourself like a brand. And I think a lot of people, especially small business people, think, oh, I'm not a brand because I'm not famous. They think they have to be Oprah or, you know, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. That's a brand. I'm not a brand. Mm -hmm. But the truth is everybody is a brand. And especially today, Mm -hmm. when everybody exists online, you have to be the author and the creator of your own brand. Because if you don't, people will make assumptions and they will brand you instead of you controlling the message. Mm -hmm. So I would highly recommend that everybody um, listening really begin to think of themselves as a brand Mm -hmm. and the image that they're projecting. And especially in a business that's competitive, and I assume transcription services are competitive, the reason people will pay more for you than one of your competitors Mm -hmm. is because the perception is you're a higher quality brand. If you don't build a brand, you become a commodity. Mm-hmm. And with commodities, people only pay low prices. Right. So if you want to charge more, you have to build a brand that makes people think they're going to get something special or different, mm-hmm. higher quality. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay, so uh, what are the requirements for that? Is there any requirement that they have to have? So to build a brand, it helps to, um, you know, look professional and be consistent. So you might want to create a logo and a tagline and have a look that makes you seem more professional. Hold on one Sorry about that. No problem. Um, So back to building a brand. Mm -hmm. So you want the right look and feel. So if they pull up your website, if they look at you on LinkedIn, if you have a blog, it should all look like the same style, the same personality, the Mm -hmm. same voice. Because if you're one thing on Facebook, and a different thing on LinkedIn, and a different thing on your website, it becomes very confusing and maybe not as trustworthy. If you look very playful and fun on Facebook and very serious on LinkedIn, and you know maybe you have more attitude on your blog, it's, it's, it, it causes confusion. And you know, it does not instill a lot of confidence. Like people think this person doesn't know who they are. They don't know what they stand for. So you, you don't want people to make assumptions. You want to be very clear with your message, mm-hmm. with how you look, how you sound. It should be consistent on all the different platforms. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the secret to building a great brand is it must be authentic. So you want it to sound like you. If you're funny, it can be funny. If you're very serious or academic, that's fine. Maybe you're, you're snarky. Maybe you have a very uh, wry sense of humor. Whatever it is, polished, professional, humorous, youthful, make sure it's consistent and that it, it's everywhere, all the touch points. Um, you want to look and, and feel um, the same image across everything. So if you go to my website, for example, uh -huh. there's a logo, there's a tagline, there's a certain ambiance. You get a certain feel yeah. for the kind of person that I am. Now, if you look on LinkedIn, you're going you're, you're to kind of test to see, is this still the same person? Do I trust them? Do I like them? Well, are we going to have good chemistry? Mm -hmm. So that when you're building a brand, those are the kind of questions you want to go through. And like I said, it's got to be authentic. Mm -hmm. It's got to be honest. It should be original because everybody is their own brand. Don't copy another brand. Be your brand. What's special, unique, and different about you? Maybe you know, maybe you have a specialty because you, you do translations in multiple languages, or maybe you just specialize in the Far East or in South America. Maybe, you know, there's something special and unique, different. You know, maybe all of your translations are about politics or sports so that you own a niche. So if somebody once a translation in a particular area, maybe they want to check you out first. And I've noticed in my own business, marketing, you know, there are firms that specialize just in healthcare, biotechnology, medical device, and that's all they do. And so when I compete for a biotech company, against a firm like that, they always beat me because they convinced the client, you know, Paige's firm, Mavens and Moguls is good, but they, they do everything. We just do healthcare. So if you're a healthcare company, who do you want to work with? Well, you want to work with them because they specialize. Right. So it's good to own a very specific uh, piece of real estate mm -hmm. so that your customer knows if I have that kind of problem, here's the first person to call. And if you can do that and own that niche, that can be a very profitable business. And if you're very passionate about it, mm -hmm. that will come through in your voice, in your tone. And people love working with the brands that are really passionate about the work that they do. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So actually, uh, down the road, I was going to ask you a question about building your brand. So uh, since we are talking about this, so let me ask you this. Do you think building your profile is the same as building your brand? 
So they're, they're interconnected. Okay. A profile is a piece of a brand, okay. a logo, a tagline. Mm -hmm. When you, when you uh, send emails, do you have at the bottom of your email a little signature that says who you are? Mm -hmm. You know, do you have a URL? So it's not mini from Gmail. Mm -hmm. It's mini from trans, you know, transcription services. Yes. So that's part of your brand. Okay. When people call you, if you have music or if you have a recording mm -hmm. on the line, what does it say? Is that consistent with your brand? You know, if you have videos on your website, do the videos reflect your brand? So you want to make sure each touch point ties into the brand. LinkedIn profile, Facebook profile is one piece, but it's, there are lots, it's a puzzle. And all the pieces need to have the same thread so that they stay connected. Okay. Got you. Okay, uh, so that takes me to my next question, which is, is there any specific mindset that is needed to succeed as an entrepreneur? So to be successful as an entrepreneur, you have to be confident mm -hmm. and have a clear vision of what you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, entrepreneurs see opportunity where other people just see roadblocks or challenges. Mm -hmm. But as an entrepreneur, you say, no, this is a great opportunity for me to help you. Mm -hmm. So they, they are excited by the challenge. Okay. But there are gonna be a lot of people, when you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to raise money, you're trying to recruit talent. And it can be tricky because, you know, there are lots of, um, roadblocks or challenges along the way. Mm -hmm. So I think to be successful, you have to have a clear vision. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to communicate very clearly mm -hmm. what you're trying to achieve so that you can get people to, you know, write your checks so you can raise money, mm -hmm. so you can build your team and get others to help. Um, and along the way, people will always tell you no. No, it's a bad idea. No, I'm not going to give you money. No, I'm not going to join your team. Right. But the entrepreneur has to stay focused and stay positive mm -hmm. and be resilient because you're going to get told no, the door's going to slam, and you have to get up the next day and try again a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And so I think being resilient is really important. Mm -hmm. Having good communication skills is really important. Um, having a good sense of humor mm -hmm. so that you stay positive. Yeah. Um, to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, even though people are telling you no, they may be giving you very good feedback. And in a way, if you can keep your ears open and you hear what they're saying, it helps you be better next time. Because the next time somebody says it, you're going to have a better answer. Right. So you have to have thick skin. Don't take it personally. It's a business. And when people say no, no can mean not right now. But if you come back with a better communication, 
a better offer, a better product, a better service, mm -hmm. next time they might say yes. Mm -hmm. okay. So do you think the mindset is ingrained or can it be developed? So I think entrepreneurs can be born and entrepreneurs can be made. Okay. So for some people, you know, they already have it. Other people, they learn it. Uh -huh. But there's some people, I think, that don't like taking risk mm -hmm. and maybe not as, as good of a fit. Mm -hmm. So not everybody can be an entrepreneur. But I think you can learn to be a much better entrepreneur. Okay. All right. And what kind of work from home businesses would you suggest for our audience, especially in the current scenario? So I think transcription services are probably a very good business to do from home. Yep. My guess is that many people already do that. I think any type of professional, um, professional services, um, you know, consulting, organizing, coaching, all of those things are things you can do, you know, and the technology is only getting better. Mm -hmm. You can still meet in face-to-face -face over Zoom or Skype. Mm -hmm. You know, you're still able to get so much done using technology, yeah. WhatsApp, you know, yeah. again, having all the pieces, building your brand through social media, mm -hmm. building your brand, you know, in person, when we can uh, not have to social distance. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you have to look at the skills and talents that you have mm -hmm. and figure out, is there a business that you can start that leverages those talents and skills? But I know people that work from home that are professional organizers, and you know they work out of their house and then when they get clients sometimes they have to go and help them clean their closet organize their desk mm -hmm. go to their office mm -hmm. but you can set up your business from home yeah. consulting is perfect accounting legal i know lawyers who work out of their house and do legal services and if you need to get together and meet in person you can do that, but your headquarters, you know, your, your main office can be in your house. Right. Okay. Okay. So, and many of our audiences are freelance transcriptionists. What would you suggest they do so that they stand out in this intensely competitive market? So even as a freelancer, I'd argue you still need to build a brand. Okay. You know, don't think, oh, I'm just a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Because, again, you still need to stand out. You still need people to remember you mm -hmm. uh, and think of you. And whether you're, you're dealing direct with potential clients or maybe you're freelancing to agencies, what is it going to take for them to remember you and think of you? Mm -hmm. And what do they think of when they think of you? What are the first two or three words that pop into their head when they say, oh, Jane. Well, Jane is smart. She's really uh, a perfectionist. She works really hard. Mm -hmm. Or do they say, Jane is so funny. 
You know, she's not always the one that gets back to you quickly, but I really like working with her. Mm -hmm. How do they think of you? What are your strengths? Mm -hmm. What are your weaknesses? And understand that, you know, you want to know that when you find, when clients find you, are they going to be a good fit for you? Because not everybody's going to be a perfect client. But if they, if they find you and they go to your website and they go to your LinkedIn mm -hmm. and maybe it's very clear in your copy where it says, you know, I'm a fun loving person. Mm -hmm. You know, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I specialize in sports because I used to be an athlete and my kids are sporty mm -hmm. and that's my favorite kind of project or you know maybe they're into transportation or something you know whatever it is how how is it as a freelancer that you're going to help yourself stand out but i would try and bring your personality into it and you know i know an independent person and her favorite color is red and every time you see her, she's wearing something red. Her car is red. Her business card is red. She has a red logo on her email. Mm -hmm. So when you think of her, she stands out, even though she might be independent, you know, in a sea of people. Mm -hmm. When you see her and she pops out, you know it's her. Yeah. So how can you you know, create a brand and not be confused with everybody else. Okay. So in the end, it all comes down to building your brand, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. So uh, transcriptionists tend to accept lower rates because of the competition and their need for cash flow. Any suggestions on how they can position themselves to command a higher rate? So again, if you create a, a brand, uh -huh. I think that you have a higher chance, you have a higher probability mm -hmm. of being able to justify a higher price. Um, because if you don't have anything that's unique or special or different, there's no reason for somebody to pay you more mm -hmm. than they would anybody else. Right. Um, you know, I feel like you know, by creating the Mavens and Moguls brand, mm -hmm. it's bigger, it's bigger than me. And we have an image, we have a team, we have a group that provides uh, a much bigger, broader uh, offering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the magic happens, you know, it's a saying, but like one plus one becomes three or four. Mm -hmm. If you have a brand, you've got more than the the parts. Mm -hmm. Together, it's a much bigger idea. It's that's that's the exciting thing. If you can offer multiple language translation, if you offer some special uh, twist, mm -hmm. uh, then that could be maybe you're faster. Maybe you do it you know, I don't know, maybe you offer uh, audio, video, written, you know, services, whatever. 
um, however you package and position your services is going to make clients feel like they're getting a good value by choosing you and the conversation doesn't revolve around price. If the only thing they have to talk about is price, it really means there's nothing special. Right. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, last but not the least, have you ever worked from home or any one of your employees worked from home? So um, when I started Mavens and Moguls 19 years ago, uh -huh. I started the company out of my house oh, and right. I still work out of my house. So, oh, great. Yeah. So in my corporate life, I went to the office every day. Mm -hmm. When I worked at startups, I went to the office every day. Mm -hmm. But even before the coronavirus, Mavens and Moguls has always been a home-based business mm -hmm. and it continues today. And I think it will always continue. Okay. So do you have any tips for, for them? Yeah. I mean, if you work out of your house, you have to be very disciplined and very focused. Uh -huh. Because if you get very distracted, if you say, oh, I'm just going to go downstairs and throw in a load of laundry. Mm -hmm. And then you go, oh, I'll do the dishes. Oh, let me make a sandwich. And before you know it, two hours have gone by. Right. And that's lost productivity. Yeah. You have to treat it very professionally. Mm -hmm. I get up every day. I stick to a schedule. I get dressed. It's a business for me. Mm -hmm. And I have dedicated space. Mm -hmm. I have a, a bedroom on the third floor of my house. Mm -hmm. And it's my office. So when I come in here, I'm here to work right. every day. And it's quiet. Mm -hmm. And I have my own space. It's not mixed in with other things. Mm -hmm. And so they're not distractions. I've got a desk. I've got a computer. You know, I've got files. Mm -hmm. It's a very productive space. Right. And I think you need to have, you know, all, all the basic tools handy. It's got to be quiet so that you can think and type and talk on the phone mm -hmm. and have your zoom meetings mm -hmm. so that everybody can stay connected okay good so that wraps up our conversation with Paige today thank you so much for taking some time out today to do our podcast it was very informative and i'm sure our listeners got some brilliant career advice and tips I personally learned a lot. We wish continued success to you and your company, Mavens and Moguls. Thank you once again, Paige. Thanks, Minnie. It was a lot of fun, and I hope everybody also learned something new. That, that would be great. And if they have any questions, they can go to my website, mavensandmoguls.com. I have lots of articles and resources. Mm -hmm. And if they have any questions, it's all there on my website. Well, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. All right, everyone. I look forward to our next installment of You Speak. Take care and share this with anyone who may find it interesting. See you next time. Bye-bye.